Welcome back to The Stars Made Me Do It. We have a very special guest today. Yes, we have Victor here. And Victor, welcome to The Stars Made Me Do It. And why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? I am an Ayurvedic doctor. And well, first off, thank you guys for hosting me. And yeah. Um, yeah. So, so for someone who's not familiar with Ayurveda, it's a holistic system of health that is from what is now India. When it originated, it was not what we think of India now. It was just that geographical location. And it is mind, body, spirit medicine. So we like to take things down to its roots. And one of the primary modalities of diagnosis in Ayurveda is astrology. And so we use it all the time in a medical context to help Predict is not the word I would use, but kind of try and see the writing on the wall for people's health and um, how to affect that so that, you know, we don't experience the negative side of our planets. I love that. I think it's so interesting how, you know, the way we come at astrology is more and more from like almost like a mental health point of view we're trying to understand how you your brain functions astrologically. But I love that it can also be tied into more than just that health physical health too. yeah 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 there's a there's a quote in one of the ayurvedic texts i forget which one but i don't think any of the listeners are gonna uh, look it up so, <laughs> um i could say it with impunity but basically it's you know when a lot of stuff was written down they use a little bit gruffer language um back then so it's basically an ayurvedic doctor who doesn't know astrology is a idiot I mean, <laughs> <laughs> to um to put it nicely yeah, so it's a big deal in the Ayurvedic world, and it's relied on not exclusively, but it is relied on heavily. I think that's that's so interesting. I'm sure you're going to get into it more, but does that have a lot to do with, as since we don't know much about it, we were wondering if that has a lot to do with the fact that um, different signs are ruled by different parts of the body, is that or rule different parts of the body. Is that mm -hmm. a huge reason why that comes into play? Yeah, definitely. So, you know, in Jyotish astrology, it's very similar to Western astrology because they share the same roots. So like Aries represents the head, Taurus, the face and neck, so on and so forth. We can go around the clock. And then there are, but if you look at some of these Ayurvedic texts or Jyotish Ayurvedic texts, it gets way more complicated than that. As you guys know, anything in astrology, it starts out <laughs> simple. And then before you know it, it's like, oh my Lord. Exactly. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so you could get into extreme detail, but there are some tried and true ways and methods to just kind of get the gist, so to speak. And especially when, if someone were to come in and see me in the clinic, if I pick up on something and then it's confirmed in the chart, that's always usually really indicative of, you know, connecting with what's really going on in someone's body. Um, so in the sixth and eighth house, especially deal with um, health. So the sixth house deals a lot of with present life choice making and how it impacts your body. Whereas the eighth house deals with like a lot of ancestral karmic and past or yeah, other incarnations worth of uh health issues interesting i think yeah. my south node is in my eighth house so that's extra interesting my past life in the past life health house <laughs> yeah and so we look at those houses and then we break them down and um, we also look at just the overall chart makeup and of course where the lords of those houses are and so on and so forth to start to create a picture and then you know that will always usually be 
you can see where a disease or pathology manifests in the body. Um, so, you know, like if you have Mars in the eighth house and the eighth house is Capricorn, right? So Mars is exalted, then you're going to, you're going to want to pay attention to both. You're going to want to look to see what's going on in both the head and reproductive organs because Mars is the Lord of Scorpio and Aries. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we go down the rabbit hole that way. That's really interesting. That's yeah. And, and what was it right before we started recording, you were mentioning just like the difference as far as like the 23 degree difference in yeah, the astrology like that you're over that. looking at. Yeah. So the primary difference besides a lot of other, you know, the mythos behind Vedic astrology is different from the mythos behind Western astrology. But again, they share the same roots and they're completely parallel. Same 12 signs, um, same planets except no. And even the same nodes, all that stuff's the same. Um, some of the more minor planets, like there's no Chiron in Jodish, but there are other, what are called Upagrahas, which are like subplanets like Chiron, which have very similar effects. So they're pretty much equivalent, right? Yeah. Um, the biggest difference is that Jodish utilizes the sidereal zod zodiac. So that's a fixed zodiac as opposed to setting Aries at zero degrees on the spring equinox as Western astrology does, which is a tropical Zodiac. What that's created is that actually at one point they used to be exactly the same, mm -hmm. but over a long span of time, there's now a, about a 23 degree difference between the Zodiacs. And so that creates a big shift. So for example, I was saying to you guys at the beginning, I was born July 24th. So that's Leo in Western astrology using the tropical Zodiac, but in Jyotish using the sidereal Zodiac, I'm still a cancer. So that creates a big um, difference in yeah. the way we look at our charts. Yeah, because I'm yeah. thinking I would be a Scorpio and I feel like I'm the most Sagittarius person there is. But at the same time, what we mentioned to you as well, there's so many different ways to look at this and people find their own like truth in in the different systems and some systems work really well for some people and this is just a different way and it's really cool to learn about the differences and also how they overlap and how you can see things from a different perspective yeah so i've definitely noticed that if you take uh, a western someone looking at western chart and someone looking at eastern chart and you take a western astrologer and a jyotishi and you have them do their respective charts often they come to the same conclusions yeah. Um, even though they take a different, completely different path to get there or not completely different, but different enough. Right. And I think that is just a testament to that. You know, if you guys know it, I know you guys have noticed and you look at someone's chart and it's like over and over, you see all these things pointing back to the same themes in their chart over and over and over again. And so, you know, that those are huge pivot points in their life. And it just does end up being the same after you do all our fun calculations and charts and all, you know, the, the divisional chart of the divisional chart and the so on and so forth. Yeah. yeah. It, yeah. it makes me think of like, I, I was an elementary teacher for a while and it just makes me think of, you know, different, sometimes a kid would come up with a way of getting the answer to the math problem. And I'm like, I don't know how you did that, <laughs> but you got the right answer. <laughs> It's almost like there's, you know, our brains work differently. We come at things from a different perspective sometimes. But like you said, we pretty much always arrive at the same conclusion. Yeah, almost always, of course. And then, you know, 
but there's no, there's plenty of room for argument in astrology, I think. And, um, and it's just taking a different perspective on a person, uh, 23 degrees difference is like looking at the same object from a different angle. You're going to get different features of the object, but it's the same object you're looking at. Yes. And how you had mentioned the different sides of a person's face. Yeah. So yeah. 23 degrees difference is basically looking at one side of the face versus the other. Mm-hmm. And it's that same, like same face, just yeah. different parts of the face. Exactly. Just like a profile is so different. Like if you just saw someone's profile versus if you just saw them from head on, you know, same person, mm-hmm. but you're getting a different, different perspective. Absolutely. And, um, but the, the geometric configuration between the plants is the same. Mm-hmm. So that never changes. Uh, it just, the houses and signs shift. Sometimes they don't always even shift. So like if I were zero degrees Gemini um, or let's say two degrees Gemini, then in Jodish, I would just be 20, what, five degrees Gemini in Western. So you mm-hmm. could be the same sign could in, same in sign. both. Okay. Right. Exactly. Cusper is like you and I though, wouldn't. <laughs> I, no, no. Cusper's, I, yeah. Cusper's change. Cusper's yeah. change. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's the biggest difference. Other than that, it pretty much runs the same way, except if you want to do Jodish, you got to learn a bunch of Sanskrit, but you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's already feels like a different language when you're learning the symbols in astrology of how to, you know, write Jupiter instead of spelling out Jupiter. And that's a whole nother (laughs) level that you're going. Yeah, exactly. When someone asks you your sign, do you say you're a cancer or do you say you're a Leo? Um, I, I say, I usually, if, if, if they ask me what sign is, I get excited about talking about astrology Yeah, because <laughs> they open the door. So I'll say, well, let me tell you, my sign <laughs> is cancer and Jodish, but in Western is Leo. And then my rising sign, I'm in, in Western, I'm a zero degree Scorpio, but in Jodish I'm Libra all the way. So mm-hmm. I'll get into it with them. Oh, wow. Do you, do you find things. that you relate to one more or, um, Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like my profession as an Ayurvedic doctor is definitely more Cancerian, mm-hmm. um, I think. So, but the zero degree Scorpio as a rising thing definitely resonates. Um, the deep desire to drive down into the depths of the psyche and all that stuff. But Libra's there too, you know? So that's what I'm saying. It's, um, I, I think that these signs represent archetypes, obviously. Yeah. And we can find any of the signs in us and it's just about where they apply to our lives and how readily and, and things like that. Yeah. On the surface level, I probably relate more to the Jodish, but again, like I said, if someone, if I'm really looking at my chart or someone's really looking at my chart, cause I've had my chart done both by Western Jyotishis, they, they tend to come to very similar or, you know, different truths. They kind of highlight different truths, but no mm-hmm. one's making mistakes. It's not like one's like, no, that doesn't describe me at all or anything like that. Yeah. Our, we had a guest recently um, who incorporates yoga and astrology together. And she was the first astrology friend that I met that uses the whole house system. And I, we were going back and forth looking at her chart between, it says her moon, I think is goes between in one version in the fifth house and one version in the sixth house and reading descriptions and, you know, thinking of what that would be. And she was just like, I really could see it both ways. And and it's, but yeah, like you said, it's just a different, a different truth. Both of these things fit for me, but I don't know it. Um, 
uh, uh, this is going to open a whole new like bag of worms. I'm going to go down yeah. this whole <laughs> rabbit hole of like, now that I've learned Western astrology. <laughs> yeah. And, and there are astrologers who know both systems and you know, it's, I think it's enriching to know both personally. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, why shut off the knowledge stream? Right. Yeah. Just how we did. We just did one episode on um, the Chinese Zodiac just to get into it. And we noticed how, how, you know, for example, I'm a, I'm a, a horse in Chinese Zodiac, but I am a, a Sagittarius sun Capricorn moon. And the horse was such a Sagittarius sun Capricorn moon description you know like it, it was right. just it, it's so the way that things it's not just one way of doing it it's different ways of seeing it but using the same map of the sky mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah and and different you know depending on the culture I really believe in this depending on the culture in which the system was developed certain things are emphasized because it was more culturally relevant at the time yes so yes. they get brought to the forefront you know and it's it's a big deal in that system. It's even interesting. I'm just thinking this right now, like in the Chinese astrology versus Western astrology, they've got, you know, the 12 signs and they just rotate, rotate. Whereas, whereas I feel like the Western astrology is so much more individualized. And as a culture, it seems like we're so much, I'm so special. Look at all of my special placements, as opposed to Eastern culture, where it's a little bit more, we're a part of one big whole. So that's, that's really cool to think of it culturally and being a Sagittarius. I'm just so, I'm so into learning about all the different cultural things. So this is, this is very fascinating. <laughs> yeah. And that, that's true in Eastern uh, in Jyotish as well as the Sagittarius, you know, give them a, give them a book and it's off the door read as fast as they possibly can. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey Tara. Did you know that your name kind of sounds like the word tarot? Uh. (laughs) (laughs) And speaking of tarot, there's a really cool shop called Tarot in Time that is so much more than just a shop. You are right. Tarot in Time is a tarot and astrology service with a brick and mortar store located in Kent, Connecticut for all your metaphysical, herbal and tarot needs. Their herbal and holistic approach to tarot and astrology is extremely welcoming. Their website includes videos of each reader so you can find the right match for you. And they offer in-person or distanced via Zoom tarot and astrology readings. Prices are very reasonable, starting at $20 for a 15-minute reading. I've had multiple readings from Tarot and Time, both in person and online. When I was in the U.S., I've been in their actual shop. And when I've been here in France, I've been able to coordinate it fine doing the readings online. Yeah, I had one in person, uh, one in person reading, and it actually changed my mind about tarot readings. I wasn't a huge fan of them before, but after my reading with Mimi, I kind of changed my mind about it and I like them now. Yeah, so you can do easy booking online at tarotintime.com. That's T-A-R-O-T-I-N-T-H-Y-M-E.com. So I'm curious, could you walk us through what it would be like if you were having health issues and you went to an Ayurvedic yes. uh, healer? How how do you go through that process with a new patient, I guess? Sure. You consider yeah. them? Yeah. Yeah. The official term is rogi, um, which okay. is Sanskrit means one who is suffering. Mm-hmm. Um, hello. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> 
And so the arogi would come in and they say, this is what I'm suffering from. And it's the Ayurvedic doctor's job to trace it back to its roots. So the idea is, let's say um, someone comes in and they have headaches. So they say, I get a headache every day and I don't know why. And it's really bothering me, you know, for this, this, and this reason. So first thing I'm going to do is find out what their health history is all about. And then I'm going to start asking them a bunch of questions, more questions than they want to answer. And some questions seem unrelated to what's going on, but they matter to me. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to, in those questions, I'm trying to discover what's going on in their lifestyle that might be contributing to the pathology, what's going on in their diet that might be contributing to the pathology, what's going on in their relationships that might be contributing to the pathology, sleep, so on and so forth. So it's pretty, you know, I got to put on my detective cap for sure. And then I'll look at their chart. Um, I'll also read their pulses. And it's not just, that's not just about getting their heart rate. That's the whole Ayurvedic system of diagnostic technique um, is pulse reading. I actually published a book on it recently called Pulse Unveiled. So anyone Ooh. who's interested in Ayurveda, yeah. So the Sagittarius is like, cool. I'm like, you published a book. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Um, so, so do all of that. And Ayurveda is big on cross-reference. There's a, an axiom in Ayurveda is that you never want to diagnose based on one point of information ever. So you've got a cross-reference and that starts helping me cross-reference. And so here's the great part about astrology in the context of Ayurveda. Two things. One is people often don't know themselves very well. So astrology is really great at that, at helping them. So you look at their chart and, you know, I ask a question they say, no. And it's like, you look at their chart and it's like, yeah. And then (laughs) you dig deeper, it turns out to be true, right? They just didn't think of it that way. The other thing is people lie all the time, especially when it comes to health. Sagittarius detests. I'm like, how could you? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. How could you? How dare you? My highest virtue being. Yeah. yeah. Um, So they do, especially when it comes to health. So, you know, there's an old joke in the health world, in the Western health world and Eastern health world. How many cups of coffee did you drink today? One, that means three. So, right. (laughs) So because, because built in, so drink three cups of coffee a day, of course, it's going to create headaches for all the reasons that we know liver and heat and contracting the blood vessels and all that stuff. So there it is. But now there's the pathology. That's just a symptom. Where's the pathology go? So the pathology goes into, you know, I drink coffee because, and then because, 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 and it goes in and I don't want to give it up because and it, isn't there another pill I could take? Isn't there something else I could do besides give up the thing that's causing me suffering? Because I also like it because it also causes me pleasure or it oh. gives me some functional <laughs> advantage, right? I'm relating so much to this right now because I had to give up yeah. dairy and gluten and I'm like, but these are the best foods there are. <laughs> right. Why does your stomach hurt, Sierra? Well, Why is your stomach hurt? Yeah. <laughs> and and so you trace it back. It almost always comes down to relationships and, um, you know, first the external relationships and then the relationship to the self. And you got to take it all the way back there. It doesn't do any good to sit someone down and say, you are this way. And if they don't, if they haven't taken it to their core themselves, 
it doesn't resonate. Mm -hmm. And so that's yep. really what an Ayurvedic doctor's job is, is to help them through that process. That's what we would call healing. Taking a pill or an herb might help with symptoms, but it's not healing. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. My, I'm going off on this little, my own little thought tangent of like, okay, my next degree that I want to get is going to be in this. I want to be this healer person. This is the coolest thing that I just, I love this. I feel like so many astrologers who aren't doing this have some sort of piece of this is that's what the goal is. You want to help people through what's going on using their assets and their, the things that they struggle with in order to find, oh, that's, that's amazing. Yeah. So it's an incredible process. And, you know, Western astrology, I feel like is one of the places in the West where that's remained intact, that mm -hmm. process or that belief structure of how to illuminate, how to, how to help someone illuminate. Right. But man, in Western medicine, it is just not present. Yeah. And not at is, all. Yeah. It is missing yeah. a huge piece of the heal. I mean, the major piece of the healing process mm -hmm. and we just see disease increasing and increasing in our society. So I'm, I'm so interested in this. I, how did you get, how did you get into this? What was the thing that got you hooked on this? <laughs> like that guy who opened the door, yeah. uh, my <laughs> yoga teacher, he introduced me to Ayurveda um, okay, about wow. 12, thir what, 13 years ago, 12 years ago, something like that. I was practicing yoga and um, I came across him as a yoga teacher and we started talking, uh, built a relationship that was much more student teacher based as opposed to just, you know, go to a yoga class. And um, I was in the midst of, I used to be a real estate agent. So I was in the midst of wanting to transfer careers. And I wanted to do something that was I felt was going to help someone on this kind of level. So it was my cancer sun sign calling out to me, right? Um, <laughs> saying, you know, you got to be more of a nurturer. You can't just run around selling houses. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, he introduced me to it. And, you know, I, I was like, wow, this is really impressive. And I didn't know what it was, which is another issue in the West is that it is the sister science to yoga, yet it's just becoming more popular. Mm -hmm. um, yoga and Ayurveda are built to be practiced with each other. That's really interesting. This has been my yoga year. This has been my, you know, doing yoga every day this year before it was very, you know, I'm going to exercise if I'm not sweating, I'm not doing it right, you know, and now I just, it's something that I've really gotten into. And I love that you can see how it connects to, you know, astrology. We just did an episode on that through the different um, parts of the different chakras, different parts of the body ruling or different signs ruling different parts of the body and what different poses can help you release the things you're holding on to based on your signs. And, and then that now transferring to this, it's a very cool, we totally, planned it that way did yoga first <laughs> and then talk to you of course hey the stars made you do it they did. exactly <laughs> the stars knew what was best we had a, a hard time overlapping our schedules to make this happen and the stars knew that it had to come after the yoga episode so. <laughs> yeah um one thing on that that um i don't i actually don't know the western approach to it but in jodish the the whole idea of the stars made me do it is um, basically there's this big mythology that the god Vishnu incarnates as the planets in order to deliver the fruits of your karma to you. Um, and so their energies are there to deliver that energy into your life. And But here's the catch, is that as the native or the person in the center of the chart, you're never 
you're cu- currently making choices and you're currently producing karmas, right? Cause and effect. And so you always get a choice of how to deal with those energies to try and change your karma. So it's definitely not a fatalistic system. Mm-hmm. Um, it is just simply things are coming your way and how you choose to use those energies is going to determine how it plays out later in your life or in your next incarnation or whatever. That really makes me think of Saturn. That's just making me think of that. You know, what did you not learn last lifetime that you need to learn (laughs) this lifetime? And you're going to have to keep doing that assignment over and over again until you get it right. And then you get to, you know, that that's making me think of, you know, that placement plus kind of your North node, what are you supposed to be working on this time? And we do use, you know, we've talked a lot about Chiron on our podcast. And so what are those past traumas that are, you know, showing up uh, and the way that you can help other people and in doing that, you're also helping yourself. So again, that's just another way in which it, it's a different name for a very similar thing, I would think. Yep. I mean, the universal principles are the universal principles, right? Yeah. They don't change just because the chart looks different. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I I really am very fascinated by this. I, um, yeah. So where did you, so you then started to do, uh, once you got into this through yoga, decided this is, this is it for me. This is what I'm meant to do kind of calling. Yeah, I did. And, you know, I felt that inner thing and then I did, I talked to an astrologer about it. Um, absolutely. And confirmed it all and got, um, nuance on, you know, like, okay, you could go this angle or you could go out at this angle. Mercury is in my 10th house conjunct with my son. So I could work with herbs because Mercury rules herbs and that might be good. So, you know, I use astrology for that in that way. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that, that Mercury rules herbs. Yeah. At least in Jodish. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. got one of those dictionaries. I cannot remember the name of it right now where you, it's literally just like a, a dictionary of everything. And you're like, what planet rules this? And it's like, oh, herbs, it would say mercury or whatever it is. And it's, it's, it's not like a light read. It's like reading a dictionary, but it's so fun <laughs> to, you know, go through. And I think it said Sagittarius ruled like Budapest. And I was like, I love Budapest. Sure. <laughs> there you go. Uh, who would have thought, right? Yeah. <laughs> Um, no, but you're right. There are certain things like that where once you learn like, oh, well, that makes sense. Then I, I, I learned through my, um, my astrology classes that my, my teacher made a casual comment that, oh, well, my Mercury is conjunct my ascendant. So, you know, that's why I'm obsessed with pens. And she moved on and I was sitting there like, <laughs> I'm sorry, what was that? <laughs> Because my Mercury is conjunct my ascendant. And would you like to see the pens and their organization around my desk space right now? You know, So it's just really cool that when you learn those little things, it's like, wow. And, and then you have the skeptical people like my husband, who's like, so do all teachers have Mercury conjunct their ascendant then, you know, but it's, you know, <laughs> it, it's really you cool. Should, when you you should just say yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, they do. <laughs> yeah. It ended on that note, kind of. I was like, well, then maybe, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a whole fun topic. I don't know how often, I'm sure you guys have done an episode on it, but the um, the whole, I personally think, unnecessary rub between the scientific method and astrology. Um, there's a great astrologer who just wrote this wonderful article um, that it's just like, astrology is not trying to, line up with the scientific method. It was never about that. It was never, you know, it's all about energy patterns and, you know, perceptual like ability to 
read all that and, and how intuitive you can get with someone's chart and how many connections you yourself can make within a chart. And, you know, like Ariel Gutman's her name. So okay, I was going to say, I'm going to ask you to yeah. send me that because I'm going to make him read it. <laughs> yeah, she's a Western astrologer and she's done a lot. She developed this whole system of looking at Venus um, in someone's chart that she calls the Venus star point method. And it, um, you know, the transit of Venus from the perspective of the earth looks like a lotus flower, basically with five points. Wow. So you can draw a pentagram in someone's chart and chart the path of Venus. Um, and oh, then it can okay. give you a lot of information on uh, like what their Venus energy, how it plays out. It, it kind of fleshes out that whole Venus dynamic in their chart. That's so it's very cool. More yeah. proof that you're never going to learn everything. There's always oh. going to be more to learn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so she, she wrote about that and I completely agree with her. It's just like, you know, but, but a skeptic, right. Likes to look at it and they only want proof for, and it's just like, but this isn't about that. You know, that's, it's yeah. about, it's about exploring the insides of a being, you know, and, and sure you can make predictions based on those insides because it's going to try and come out in a certain way. And that has patterns, but it's not about, you know, finding factual proof about stuff. But that's <laughs> why I like what yeah. you, how you said, how you practice where you do ask I don't want to say it's like debunking in a way, but how you said you start with like, well, what are you doing every day? That could, you might just be eating something that's upsetting your head, you know, giving you <laughs> headaches, it, you know, where you start with what's the simple, tangible, tangible you know. reason that this could be happening. And then you move on to the astrological reasons behind it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I feel like that process helps people because it can get pretty out there if you just start with these entities and mm -hmm. unless someone's an astrologer already they don't have a frame of reference and it's tough and yeah i, I like starting with the gross matter yeah yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> it also makes me think of often in our interview episodes we'll do um uh we'll talk about the the sign of the current season and then we'll interview people of that sign and one of our questions through all of them is do you believe in astrology and even though we ask that it's more like we ask that to see what people are going to say, but I almost want to be like, it's not something you either believe in or don't, whether or not you believe in it, it's happening. It's right. not like, you know, this is my religion. It's, it's, so, it's a different category. And I feel like it gets so like, you know, oh, I'm not a whatever. I'm an astrologer. It's no, no, that's not it over. It's just, it's like you were saying universal energies. It's not something where you can, okay, you can choose to believe it or not believe it, but regardless, it's still happening. And I, I think it's funny with, you know, I'm thinking of like my husband who is more skeptical he'll say something about whatever it is and then you know coming at it from a different perspective and questioning things and and i'm kind of like well he's an aquarius with the capricorn mercury of course he's going to be skeptical and come at things from a different angle so you're just proving me right in your disbelief you know <laughs> yeah but good luck convincing him of that yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you know that if someone's skeptical you know to Tara to talk to your thing. What would I do with someone in the clinic if they came to see me? If, if I can tell someone skeptical, I will not do their chart um, because it's only going to cause friction between us. And it's not my role to try and get them to adopt a belief system. Mm -hmm. um, even if it does, even if it would help, just like I can't force someone to stop drinking coffee. Right. So 
I think there's a layer even that kind of exists in all modalities like astrology or Ayurveda or anything that's a counseling based modality that you can only go where your client's willing to go. Otherwise you can do harm, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's that just as another, you know, beyond just astrology, that's just a people, a people skill, you know, when you are reading the room or when you're like picking up on the vibes, people are bringing you it just that's also it makes me think of like a teacher quality where okay they're not going to get it if I say it to them this way and I need them to come to it on their own so that's that's like Tara was saying before it's great that you have the the tangible stuff that you're interlacing with family with you know uh personal work and astrology it's it's all coming together so many layers yeah (laughs) yeah so many layers and I think also um, the quality of the astrologer themselves, like how deep they've gone into their own life will change the reading, you know, because they'll, you can only see what you can see. Right. And so if someone has this wealth of experience in their life and they look at a chart, they're going to see it differently than someone who just doesn't, you know, is just looking at the facts. Of, oh, oh yeah. Jupiter rules wood. So, you know, have you used, woodworking stuff (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah you're so that's so true i like just doing the work when you find when you get into astrology you're like dissecting your own chart and you realize what things mean and then you start like putting in the work i've just been thinking so much of how much focus i've personally put on with chiron and saturn and how how that's helped me just grow within the past couple months since i've started doing that and now when i read people's charts I really get into Chiron and Saturn because I personally have just gotten so much out of that recently. And because of the personal experience, then, you know, you're able to really give that to someone else instead of just being like, oh, well, this is square this, therefore this must be friction. You know, you really, you've had, you've had the, you've done the work so you can help people get through the work they need to do. Absolutely. Well, where can people find you? Because I'm sure people are going to want to after listening to Yeah, this. or at least find other Ayurvedic yeah. doctors. Um, yeah, so I'm easy to find. Uh, my website's www.iiayurveda.com. And that's short for International Institute of Ayurveda. And um, you can just email me. I'm, I'm really easy to find. Um, I always like to offer a freebie. So anyone listening who wants to get just like a 15-minute free quick hit on their health, via astrology. I'll pull up your chart. So I just, you guys know, I just need your birth time, birthplace, birthday. Um, and we can do that for a few minutes and, um, please reach out. I'm really easy to talk to. I'm, I'm going to reach That's out. Great. I know <laughs> I'm so excited uh, about this. my back problems. Like, I know. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I am starting an Ayurvedic school that's on the, it will be approved by the California BPPE very shortly. And, uh, wow. we start our programs, January next year. So that will include a part of the Ayurvedic practitioner program is Jyotish or Ayurvedic medical astrology. Jyotish is just the whole realm of astrology. And then medical astrology is a branch of Jyotish. So, and you know, we do workshops and the whole nine yards. You guys get the picture. Oh my gosh. Is that like, can we do it online? (laughs) Yeah, no, these days it's all online. The the full program to become an Ayurvedic practitioner is two years. It's really intense. That has an in-person component, but um, the the medical astrology workshop will be online 2022. That 
for anybody listening who's very excited like Sierra, <laughs> check that out. And really you know, cool. for all the for all the Western astrologers out there, it's pretty easy to of course the systems are different and of course there's gonna be some friction, right? But if you already know the fundamentals of astrology, it's pretty easy to take the essence out of either one, either method and apply it. It, it makes me think of like when I first started learning French, I would be like genuinely angry to learn why things were feminine and masculine words. Like explain it to me. Why is the table? Fe-? And there's no logic to it. You just must accept it. And then you learn it. And it's like this, this is a different system. Just go with it and it'll make sense eventually. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Well, it was really great having you on. Thank yes, you thank so much. You. Thank you I'm, guys for hosting me. I'm loving this. And we'll we'll link your uh, website in our notes and on Instagram. And uh, after this, if you want to share your details with us, we can tag in everything that we share it with. Sounds good.